Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. As an adult, having an everyday job feels easier when you have someone that you can depend on. It's a good thing that Globe Prepaid offers GoPlus promos where you can choose the data that you want. And with GoPlus 99 Go Work, accomplishing all your work tasks becomes easier. With a total of 18 gig of data, you can now have 8 gig of all sites to do what you need and 8 gig of data for apps that you love through Globe Prepaid's GoPlus 99 with Go Work promo. On top of that, you also get unlimited texts to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your mobile phones now and head on to their Globe One app, Gcash or dial asterisk 143 hashtag on your phone to access apps like Zoom, Facebook Meeting Room, Yahoo Mail, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp, Viber, and Telegram. Start your working hours with enthusiasm and end with efficiency with Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 Go Work. Podcast Network Asia. Well, definitely for the women out there, you know, you can do it. You can do so much. I mean, don't think that you are not worth that role of being out there and competing. You you are worth it. You can do it. I mean, and you'll be amazed at the things that you can actually do and accomplish. For those starting, you know, get into something that you you know that you're in it because you like it. You know, you like doing it. You believe in it. It's something that, actually, I always say, it's something that you think you will be a customer of, that you will be a client. And again, good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you're watching all over the world. My name is RJ Ledesma and welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. Now we're coming out twice a week for our podcasts here on Facebook Live. Again, thank you so much to everybody listening to us from all over the world. Um, And before everything else, I'd just like to thank all of you for supporting the launch of our newest initiative in Mercato, the Mercato United Kitchen. Uh, just yesterday, we relaunched, or rather, we launched our Mercato United Kitchen in Circuit Malls, Makati, where you can over- order from over 15-plus restaurants. You've got over 80-plus food choices and just one delivery charge if you go there, if you get delivery from them. Or you can, if you eat there, you have over 80-plus uh, choices to make. So please do support our restaurants at the Mercato United Kitchen. Uh, all you have to do if you go to the kitchen is if you want to order from online, uh, you can call us at 7719-0808. And at the same time, you can also order via Grab Food or Food Panda, or you can send us, uh, you can go to our website, which is favorites.mercatocentralph. Please do help our vendors get through these times of the new normal. Every dish that you order, you help them get back on their feet 
uh, one delicious dish at a time. And just to remind all of you that all of our people working for us in Team Mercato are fully vaccinated. Yes, we are supporting the efforts of the government along with the efforts of our good friends from the restaurant owners of the Philippines Rest to PH as we try to bring our economy back into good health. So please do support uh, my fellow restaurants all over Metro Manila. And also, uh, the Mercato Uptown Bonifacio Market is open Wednesdays to Saturdays. Uh, that's from 1 p.m. up to 9 p.m. Please support my vendors there as well. Just drop down up, uh, Uptown Bonifacio in Taguig. Again, thank you so much for joining us here. Again, this is the RJ Ledesma podcast. And in the RJ Ledesma podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, and can we hack those success secrets. We also learn how they've innovated their businesses during the pandemic and what opportunities they see emerging during this new normal. Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let me know. I would love to have them here on the show and pick their brains. Just drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas TV, and now the Bounce Back Network. And tonight, I'm very happy we've got our good friends from Globe joining us here tonight. And I want to let all of you know that, you know what, for many of us who were in doing business here right now, especially during the new normal, it was very important that we all digitally transform or digitally accelerate our businesses, right? Uh, so in one form or another, we've had to offer uh, digitalized services or better services. And if you need the help of Globe, all you have to do to level up your business is through Globe Business SME Digital Solutions on the road to digitalization at the Globe Business Online Shop. Nathan, if you can show, please, uh, the special promo code in my name. That's glbe.co slash mybizshop.rg. Again, that's glbe.co slash mybizshop-rj. So again, please drop by here right now. They, got a lot, they have a lot of people who can help you out, uh, transform your businesses, whether small or big. Now, moving on uh, to my guest for tonight. And I'm actually very excited to interview her uh, because just like me, you know, food, the food and beverage industry was highly affected by this pandemic. In fact, up to now, we can only have 30% alfresco dining uh, for both vaccinated and unvaccinated uh, at, our, uh, at our restaurants and only 10% indoor dining only if you are fully vaccinated. So it, it really affects uh, how we do business right now in the restaurant industry. And of course, we're all learning how to adjust to that one. But what I understand is that um, there are even more stringent protocols and regulations that are being uh, that are placed upon those who belong into the salon industry or what people might call them a non-essential industry. And it, this type of industry right now, I think, requires a lot of entrepreneurial resilience and grit to make sure that they survive during these times, leading towards not just the new normal, but the next normal when, I guess, the pandemic, when we start classifying COVID no longer as a pandemic, but rather something that is endemic. So tonight, I have a very special guest, very happy to have her here. Her name is Tab, uh, or Roberta Tab Abad Estacion. And Tab is the co-founder and owner of Harem Incorporated, which was established back in 2008. And they are the company behind the franchise brands Strip, the Ministry of Waxing, and Bro House, the Bro Salon, which are internationally known brands with their main offices being based out of Singapore, and franchised right now in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand, India, and of course, the Philippines. 
which established bro grooming, brow grooming, and waxing as a need for everyone. And for Tab, no, adapting to the ever-changing times, especially during this new normal, is a must. And you must be guided by principles and good values and, of course, motivated correctly. Now, I'm very curious to find out how they were able to pivot a business which some might consider, non, not her, no, of course, no, but rather what that the government might consider non-essential during the new normal. So please welcome Tab. Hi, RJ. Thanks Hi, for Tab. the introduction. Hi, Tab. How are you? Are you right now in one of your in one of your salons? No, I'm actually because um, everything's um, online right now. So I'm actually in the kids' study area for online schooling. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm one of those moms as well, struggling with online and work. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, tell me about it. I mean, right now you're seeing you're seeing my office here right now, but you don't see my kids playing right in front of me, uh, literally mm -hmm. over here, and my wife is just doing her work in the back as well. So yes, it's a very interesting time for it's very interesting times for all of us uh, work yes. at home moms and dads. Now, yeah. I guess Tab, really the biggest question that people have right now, no, I mean, and for me, is that you know, um, first of all, uh, I I don't mean to degrade. No, I mean when I say non-essential businesses, that's just basically what is it is right now when they see yeah. the business as non-essential. Mm -hmm. What are the current protocols right now, especially if you are in the salon business? Can you and can you not operate with these new alert levels that they have? Okay, um, right now, our capacity is at 10%. Um, and if you have your safety seal, which we do, is it, it gives you an additional leeway for it. But basically, right now, the, the category um, capacity is at 10%, which is very, very minimal. And you're right, no, we're the, the, the non-essential group, which I find also it's very discriminating because our category, the breed of this category is really... To be number one in hygiene and safety, the fact okay. that we that we have um, interaction with people and very close contact, all the more and since the beginning, hygiene and safety are always the priority. So not only do I feel we are not essential, but I feel that it is also very restrictive, and um and in some ways discriminatory for at least um the business that that we have. Yeah, uh, which is very interesting. Tab, I know that right now because uh, there have been similar lobbying efforts. Like, I mean, that's uh, so why I wear this hat every time I come out and, and do the show, right? Because I'm I'm part of the restaurant owners of the Philippines, and I'm I'm one of the uh, board of advisors. And the, you know, our president uh, Eric Tang was lobbying very strongly to explain what have been the efforts of the restaurant industry to make sure that you know when people dine, uh, they are fully vaccinated. I mean, when people there, it's, it's very safe. In fact. Uh, almost all the restaurant uh, restaurant workers were vaccinated, right? They got themselves vaccinated ahead of time so that they could go to work. And all of a sudden, when we had the when we had the last ECQ, even if they were vaccinated, they still couldn't go to work, right? Exactly. I think we we also had that same um, assumption that as long as you get vaccinated, and which we're all fully vaccinated in the company. Mm -hmm. So it felt like, hey, what was the point also of pushing for vaccination if we're also going to close again for another ECQ? So I wow. think it, it was, it was, it's also a bit of a struggle. And um, I think one of the conditions now even for opening up is to ensure that your clients are also vaccinated. Um, but pretty much our clients um, are compliant, I think, because of the, you know, the category and the market that we cater to. Uh, most of them um, really do vaccinate. And then the malls are also strict, right? Because they also check if you have your vaccine um, card or not. So 
So at least it gives you that safety that most of the people coming into the malls are actually vaccinated. Uh, I know that there's a big group right now of, mm -hmm. of I guess, I don't know if they classify you or categorize you under the broader salon category because I know people like Federico Moreno of the Philippine Franchise Association and, and David of David Salon. Uh, they, I mean, they all got together, right? I mean, as, as a lobbying group to lobby for, for, for that industry. And I guess specific, uh, you know, as, as you lobby, you also offer like, you know, this is what we're doing to ensure that, that, yes. that everybody is safe. Um, I'm sure you're very aware. What, 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 is the, what is the salon industry? And what particular are you, are you also lobbying for to make sure that you guys are doing things safer than ever? Like, I understand what we're doing in the food and beverage. What are you guys doing in terms of, like, safety and hygiene okay. protocols? Um, I think, it's, I think for, for us, I find that we're kind of blessed and we're lucky because Strip and Browhouse is a franchise from Singapore. And as we know, Singapore, um, among the other Asian countries, are already going in the mindset of living with a pandemic. So they're going to work on it that this is really the, the situation as it is. So being that we are a franchise from Singapore, the beauty is that we are able to get also best practices of Singapore and apply everything here. So even before the pandemic, we've actually, our hygiene and safety protocols are just really strict, right? Are, are really already at the high end. But with the pandemic happening, we added some more and that um that we that was applied and we got training for it during the closure last year from Singapore as well on our 10 step um process so there's at least 10 different steps to guarantee the safety for when you enter until you exit the store so all all those we have that in place we have of course our contact tracing and we even do contact tracing, not just with customers, but even among employees, among the team ourselves. So that's a daily thing that we started um, with the pandemic and that we still continue up to this day. Um, and when we do contact tracing, it's not just for the team, but even for our family members and our neighbors. So we have to, we're working on the mindset that our surroundings, when we, when we confirm that everything's all good, means we're all healthy and safe. Because the minute, um, you know, we hear like uh, the next door house, there's COVID or something. So we're already on that high alert that, okay, let's let's work on our pandemic um, emergency protocol. It sets now and it goes now into place. So we have a lot of these things. Um, in terms of disinfecting, sterilization, um, yeah, we've, we've, we've had it. And... And I think all salons are also getting into that now, right? They have their um, air purifiers, um, HEPA filters, which are already required, etc. So, which is good. Actually, it, it's fantastic. If you ask me, it's nice that the pandemic happened because all these clean and hygienic and sanitary protocols started coming into place. So, all you have to do is just maintain and ensure implementation, so like what you said, no, like sayang, because if you're vaccinated, that's already an added layer. So you have the protection actually to go out and dine and to do also the um, non-essential services, such as like, you know, your brow grooming and your hair removal. That's right. So it's like, sort of like the silver lining of this pandemic mm -hmm. for you guys is that it really highlighted all of the hygiene mm -hmm. protocols that you had put in place for the company, world-class yes. standards for the company to, to, yeah. to, to do all these different things. Mm -hmm. Now, just just to ask you, know, I mean, the, the other thing that I, I was also very concerned about with regard to your industry and and my industry as well is that you know we're a highly we're we're both service industries and the multiplier effect of our business is it's so big, yeah, Deva. I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but for many of us here, we're saying, please keep us open. Not really for us to make a profit, it's for us to pay to make payroll for the people who work for us. Yes, exactly. Actually, that's also the thinking that we have as well. The reason why, and we tell this to like business owners that we know of, that hang on. I mean, hang on. I know it's it's hard, but you have to hang on and always go back to why you started your business or why you started like the salon, why you started your restaurant or whatever business you're in. And remember what motivated you to do that. And then I think what keeps us going also is because of our team. There, there are a lot of people who are dependent on us. So can you imagine the effect of just, I mean, closing can is the easiest thing to do, I would think. It's so easy to just wake up and say, I'm just going to close it today. But it's it's the the moral conscience that you know that you have a lot of people depending on you and that you have family to also feed and lives that actually depend on you. It's it's that, and um I think there's already a pandemic fatigue happening. I, and mm-hmm. even you know like restaurants. I mean yes, there's so much that I mean like I would I would cook as well or I would do takeout. But it's still also very different to go and have your salon to get your hair done in the in the in the you know the right setting to get your brows done professionally to get your waxed um hair removed right so it there's i I also that fatigue already happening and i think in some way what you think as non-essential is actually an essential to mental health exactly i I like that so what you might think is non-essential is essential especially for I just wanted to point that out. That was was such a nice thing for you to say, but people don't realize, right? Yeah, when you start feeling, don't you feel like when you you hear all these bad things, then the one thing that you want to do is make yourself look good. Because when you make yourself look good, you actually feel good. And when you feel good, you emulate that positive vibes to everyone. And our campaign last year in the pandemic was... Um, it was in all our brandings at the store. We called it Positive Vibes Are Contagious. Mm, so we were promoting like positivity. Yeah. yeah, because really, I mean, you have to keep the spirits high so that we actually can go on living, can go on looking forward to each day. Oh. Yeah. And it, 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 what, what I recall when you tell me that one is that, you know, um, you know, because I get to see the breadth and depth of what's happening in the, in, in the food and beverage industry. It's like milk tea. Uh, sales actually soared during this pandemic. And when we ask people why, it's because having milk tea provides them with a sense of normalcy during this time. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it harkens it's, it's it back to pre-pandemic times. So you know, it's like when I, drink, when I take milk tea, it's like taking a break from everything else and then just enjoying mm-hmm. my milk tea. And I guess in a certain way that also happens when you, when you I get, 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 get your brows done or you get yourself waxed, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Our place becomes like a, we call it like a haven because some people really go to us to just really relax. That five, ten minutes just getting your brows groomed changes their entire mood for the whole day. And that's only five, ten minutes. So so we take pride. I mean, we take pride in our work. We take pride in what we believe in. We take pride in our, you know, our, our jobs. Um, it's really about making the people feel good about themselves. And five minutes really does wonders. And um, <laughs> we've seen it with our clients, like asking, you know, when are you opening? Are you opening now? Are you? So we're like, yeah, um, we're following the guidelines set by the IATF. So we're very compliant with, with the IATF guidelines and the LGU as well. Wow. Um, here's another question for you, if you don't mind. I mean, as I was, as I was talking to you, one of the things that, that for me gives me a sense of normalcy is getting a massage, right? And you know, 
and and usually the massage can be in in the you know you can get home massages uh, if you want to or you can go to the mall to get the massage right and mm-hmm. or you go to us uh, go to uh you know one of the one of the like uh, one of the uh, places where they have very nice massages where they where they have you know candles and and all these different um uh, uh things but the thing is what happens when you you know but sometimes you do it in the house because you know what choice do you have you, mm-hmm. you do it in the house uh, do you also offer some sort of home service for for what you do right now just to actually you know, believe it or not we we don't um you have to understand um in the guidelines of the IATF, it actually says even the non-essentials um, really are supposed to be closed. So that means home services is not allowed if you read their guidelines very strictly. So you have villages, condominiums, they really won't allow outsiders to come in, especially where we live. They don't allow outsiders to come in. Now, we don't really promote it um, also because um, it's not in what I, we call a controlled environment. Um, we put our employees and we might put our clients at risk because, you know, the we don't know if we are asymptomatic. Yes, we may be vaccinated. We may follow protocols, but you never know that one missed moment that you lo- you tend to like lower your guard and that's it. We, we, can't, we can't control that. So to be safe and, of course, you know, our... Our mantra is always the HSQ, hygiene, speed, and quality. So safe um, hygiene includes also our, you know, our safety, our, our as priority, and our employees. The team safety is really number one, and we we, we would always prefer it done at our branches because we can control our branches because we have all the filters, we have all the disinfectants, sterilizations, and everything. And moving it into the home. It's not as simple because it exposes also our materials to travel time, right? So it exposes it and you can easily get contaminated with, with those things. So it's not something very um, very easy to do, especially for our brands wherein we take pride with our quality and um, safety and hygiene um, you know, factors. So it's not easy for us to like really do that. Although you know we've gotten messages, hey, can you come and do this mm-hmm. something like that? But yeah, we always like say no. Um, uh, safety is the number one, and we are not allowed to actually do this. So, like I said, no, we are also very compliant. We can easily go around it, but at the end, it goes back to our principles, our values we stand for, and it's integrity. Now doing doing the right thing when no one's looking. So, yeah, our, our company values takes into place as well. I see. Um, how, right now, with, with your people being vaccinated, no? um, all of them fully vaccinated, now, how do you just take care of them um, in terms of making sure that they don't get exposed? Because, like some people, there's actually a work bubble where they put all of the people together in what they, they, they put them all in one apartment. So that it's just apartment, um, apartment, I guess, salon, salon, apartment. What, what yeah. do you guys have? Do you have some, something like actually, that in place as well? Okay. Actually, that's a very good question. It's not something that we did in the pandemic. But when we hire our employees, um, hygiene, safety was is, is part of their training. So being clean um, and being OC, as I would like to call it, is really part of the training. In fact, um, if you don't make it in that part, you ne- you don't get you don't pass if you don't pass the training with your hygiene and your cleanliness and OC. You cannot make it to the stores. So this is not something like they can live in their homes, 
because even their homes, we can guarantee that it's also safe. Because it's something that as a company, we have instilled in each and every one of us that OCNES. So really, um, when we say like in our company, because uh, in Harem, we're really a family. So in a family we're in, we take care of each other the same way like a normal family like would check on their sisters and brothers in their houses, right? And they would also know, hey, are you doing this? Because I'm doing this at home. Hey, are you cleaning your groceries? I'm cleaning my groceries at home. So the same dynamics of how we are with our immediate family is the same dynamics every one of us in the company is doing. I mean, it's really tedious, but that's the thing that we kind of had to drill down ever since um, they would join us from the beginning, that you're entering a family so you have to be thinking that you have you are here to take care of each other. That means your action, your consequences affects not only you, but all of us here in your family. So I think in terms of the safety, um, there, we didn't have to do the work bubble. There, um, so far, we've been very lucky that, you know, no one has gotten to that level of um, being in the critical level of ICU or stuff like that. So we, we pray a lot. So I hope it's, it continues to stay that way. <laughs> now, um, having said that, it's very, it's very interesting right now. So you've given us a better idea of what's happening right now, particularly in your industry and the efforts that they're doing. No? So take me back a bit more, Tab. I want to better understand um, what has been your own pivot journey, I guess, or you know, uh, you know, what, what you guys had to do, particularly during this, this pandemic. So bring me back to the say um, March 2020 when everything started off when okay. the pandemic hit. What happened and how did you guys have to adjust? I know that there's some parts that are uncomfortable to talk about or hard to talk about, but you know it happens to all of us, right? We've had to close down, we've had to let yes. go people. But what what was your own experience when you were oh, doing? Okay, we're very lucky. Um, okay, I I really feel like we're really very uh, blessed. Um, I think because we are guided. I, you have to understand when you come up when when you create or have your own company, you know, you have your mission, vision, and values. And these are not words that you just put there to just all be flowery and et cetera. You have to live by all these things and um, especially the values. And I think we've just been so blessed because um, doing the right thing, we, we always feel it's very difficult. It's so easy to do the wrong thing, get away with things, but at the end, it's still the wrong thing. Doing the right thing, doing the right path, it's so hard, but we really stand our ground for it. So when pandemic happened, um, I think because because of the whole concept of family, and you know, we're in our in our company, we're like 99% women. You know, women can be emotional, but believe it or not, I think we were just very much calm. The first thing we really did was okay, guys, compliant. We will close, we will stay safe. Um, I think what plays a part here is because we also have an in-house doctor. So even our healthcare connection was telling us that it's really bad here in the hospital, etc. So please take care. So I think that added um, a little factor to it that let's be compliant. So after the first week, um, uh, having everyone get into the groove first, you know, to to gather their thoughts, their feelings. Then we started calling on what we called our task force team. So it's a group, uh, we have, we got, we, we got a group of people as diverse from all the way down to all the way up. When I say down, it's like in my task force, I have like from admin, even there, like the utilities are also there. So we, we designated right away what we call the emergency task force team. And we actually have a name for it, but it might be corny. <laughs> so we'll share that. But yeah, so from the task force, we said, okay, we are going to meet 
every we designated the time and we were also like game you know the task force etc and then the update so what are we going to do so it was a quick shift um because we were already starting digital but the pandemic just made, made us realize that um guys we have to speed it up <laughs> which means what we should have done yesterday should have been what we should have do today should have been done yesterday so our digital we really wow in like a week, I think we were like getting crazy because we, we couldn't sleep anyway because we were all stressed, right? Nobody could really sleep with everything that's happening with the news. So we were fixing mostly our digital, so digitalizing all the forms, the, um, fixing so, the website. Just, just, to, just to clarify, because um, there's so many different you know aspects to digitalization right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just saying like for, for certain businesses, it was you know establishing... Um, the e-commerce portion of their business so that they could continue to sell. And the, I guess e-commerce payment and logistics was important for them to fix. Um, yes. When it came to to you guys, what what in particular is key for when you when you do this one over here? What did you have to fix up individually? Or yeah, what, what's, actually, the, what's, what's yeah. the priorities for a salon-type yeah. business that had to become oh, well, digitalized? Uh-oh. Yeah, so it, it actually goes hand-in-hand hand because yeah, we are a franchise. There's a lot really involved. So all the forms... Because a lot of the forms, um, you will need it even for doing your e-commerce. So invoices, etc., all these things. So our e-commerce, actually, it, it, we already had the site. We, 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 we did a revamp just to make it seem new again and started adding more things. The, the beauty of it, though, was um, products. We were going to launch already a new set of products coming in. So we're saying perfect timing because the products is something new as well that we can also leverage on. So what we did was all our aftercare for what we used in the in Browhouse and Strip, we moved it online. And we also started um, selling um, our treatments in advance as well. So for advanced bookings that they can use or even for sending as gifts, they can actually uh, purchase it already. So doing all that, we also... It's not easy just creating, you know, the e-commerce because there's a lot of back-end also to that. There's a lot of processes. So the processes have to be digitalized so that we all can have access to it at the same time. And, of course, taking into account that that we are all, you know, remote locations. So we need to, we need to, to think that it cannot also be data heavy or, you know, image heavy as well because then it won't load fast, right? It won't be accessible. So that's it. We, we did the e-commerce, just revamped it to ensure that it works both in mobile and in um, desktop, Android, and, of course, iOS as well. So, yeah. And then um, prior to the pandemic, we already had our loyalty app, actually, with, with Globe. It was a, it was a, it's a partnership we started way um, a few years back. So we said, like, okay, we also pushed our partners in Globe. What else can we do with the app? Remember my wish list? You would always say, remember our wish list? We have to have the wish, wish list happen today. So, yeah, we made the wish list happen. So we do have the app as well that that adds to the, at least keeping in touch with um, with our clients. And same thing, you know, we created communities, um we create we harped on our social media to stay connected and um yeah and all those um messages on you know positive vibes um being contagious and it's and i think you know we're very proud like one of the things that we did um it was so weird that you know it, it just started like um 
we were taking the idea of when people were sending PPEs and then food to healthcare workers. And we said, mm-hmm. why not? Let's send them something from Strip and Brow House. And, you know, we thought we'd get the flack. Like, um, okay, that's that's not essential. That's not relevant, right? Because why would you send that to the healthcare? But, you know, when when we got the messages from the healthcare workers, it's like they were just so happy. That, oh my God, someone's looking after my beauty. Um, I'm going to feel good. So the minute we were allowed to open, you know, we had them... We had the uh, we had them come in, you know, to redeem, and we were just so happy that the staff were like saying clap for clapping, like yay, wow, thank you so much for you we did what you did. We thought you wouldn't like make us pansen because the we're not essential, but even they were like so happy. No, we love strip or we love brow house. Thank you for fixing my brows. I'm like, wow. So so can you imagine? I mean, you would really think that we are like in the bottom line of essentials. But in terms of that feeling good and, you know, that creating that positivity, I mean, at least, you know, it was, it was a good um, uplift, lifting the mood. Wow. And, and, um, and, and for me, I feel very inspired right now. I mean, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. It's not just the idea of normalcy, but it's like you said, it goes back to mental health or taking care of yourself. And that's really yeah. how they felt when, when, during that time. Um, when you were developing the e-commerce, now I'm thinking there's just two things that you could do. No, it's either advanced gift certificates, right? So you order right now at a discount, which some people, which a lot of them were doing during that time, mm-hmm. and, and there were also people who were doing. Let's say, I guess you had products. You had products which people can use at home if there's any. Was that the kind of way that you were tidying things over during the gap when you were not allowed to open up? Yes, exactly. So what we did was, so we had a, our lineup of aftercare products and then some niche products like. Um, well, in our sister brand, we have uh, we carry Maui Babe. So since a lot were at home, we were encouraging them to go out, get your vitamin D, D but while getting your vitamin D, get a tan. <laughs> so I see, I see. we were playing on all those ideas already. Or in your Zoom meetings, because we carry also like um, a shake and spray, a My Amazing Shake and Spray. So make sure that your hair um, looks good even in Zoom. So use this spray, right? So it's all these things to make you look good. I think what we did um, down the line was at, was being creative in our payment channels. So I think that was the fun part when we were getting, um, I mean, things that you thought would not exist before the pandemic can actually exist already. And um, I think one of the nice partnerships we have right now and one of the payment channels has something to do with installment as well so i think you don't have to have that initial big um purchase item right away right so you can just defer it or you know um spread it out so that really helped a lot of our clients Do you work more than eight hours a day with meetings from day and night? Well, Glow Prepaid has got your back. With Glow Prepaid's Go Plus 99, for just 99 pesos, you can now work from Monday to Sunday with ease. Break free from your stress and start working efficiently as you utilize Zoom, Facebook Meeting Room, Yahoo Mail, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp, Viber, and Telegram for the whole week. With a total of 16 gig of data, you can now have 8 gig of all sites to do what you need and 8 gig of data for apps that you love through Glow Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with Go Work promo. 
On top of that, you also get unlimited texts to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your mobile phones right now and head on over to their Globe One app, Gcash or dial asterisk 143 hashtag on your phone to access apps like Zoom, Facebook Meeting Room, Yahoo Mail, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp, Fiber, and Telegram. With Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 and other Go Plus offers, you can now break free and be a boss. You know, I like what I like the, the direction that we're taking things in right now. That you were learning a lot of different about, uh, you know, dynamics change during this pandemic, mm-hmm. right? But you also gained a lot of great marketing insight and a lot of great product insight at the same time. What emerged for you? What did you? What what sort of like marketing things that you realized all of a sudden? Because I know that your background came from you know you're from agency, you're from advertising agency, so mm-hmm. you know you're familiar with this one. But what 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 came out that you know? wasn't there before that that was very insightful for you, uh, especially during this pandemic when it came to marketing or product? Um, okay, it, it's really being out of the box, but also doing it, um, okay, because when you when you do out of the box, it can go very extreme, where it, it can also lead to being offensive. Yes, but yes. you see, I always talk about going back to brand values and the values as a company. And our brands are always about being young, fun, witty so it's all these things so when you think out of the box when we always tell the team when you think out of the box don't forget right we have to be young we have to be hip we have to be relevant so if you're just gonna think of ideas that are like very traditional or like somebody has done it again and etc no that won't pass give give an idea that's like aha or an idea that's impossible so and, and we love that ideas that are impossible because when it's impossible, we all get bothered and we're like, no, 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 we're gonna find a way. We're gonna find a way. How are we gonna make this impossible possible? So that that's a value that you know that we have as a as a team. So yeah, so out of the box, like um we had well, we did play with our new brands on um tulips. So Tulips was, I mean, in terms of the visuals, we made it very catchy as well that it was not only about vulva care, but even face and body care. So because you're at home, right? So you you take care of all these things already. Um, and then for, for, brow, for brow House, we, we had to twist everything to have that medical, healthy health appeal. So um, our eyeballs, which we have a collection of, it's like now... Um, citizens of the world like we have an eyeball that's a doctor an eyeball that's like this so it's really i mean there's really no connection to selling brows right but we we love it we play with the ball with the eyeballs so yeah these were just and i think the the images um because they were just fun the whole idea was to keep everyone's spirit going i mean there's just so much bad news right so seeing something cheeky something very you know so uh, it's, it's a break. It's a break from yeah, a break from the, it's, it's a break. break from all the doom and gloom. Yes, and that's how we that's how we feel them. Because when when you also go to our stores, it's also a break from wherever you are. You know, before the pandemic, um, because our chairs are customized for us, and we it, it's really patterned against uh the the first class um Singapore Airlines etc. And I mean, I mean that's made elsewhere and we ship that in we have clients who come in um because our chairs have heaters so our clients come in and after the five minute they're like saying can you wake me up after 15 minutes i'll take a nap first (laughs) 
So you see, it's it's a respite from problems. I remember one of our typhoons I, I, um, years ago. So it was already, uh, I mean, there was flood and everything. But here comes a client and she goes like, please, I need my brows fixed. And we're like, okay, ma'am, but are you okay? Because she came all the way from Marikina and it was flooding there. And she said, I need to feel good. Oh. So, so we needed that. I think we needed it also as a company. We needed the good vibes to keep ourselves um, going. And, you know, we're very lucky. Like what I said earlier, you know, we're very blessed. We didn't have to let go of people. Um, I think because since the beginning, we're, we're a lean and mean team. And from my background with agency, I also came from a lean and mean team. Uh, we don't have much layers. I, practically everyone's just the same. And um, yeah, so we didn't really have to let go. And I think what's nice about the pandemic, you have uh, you will get to experience people stepping up. And I think that, and I would I would say this also to my team, they know that that what kept me going also because it's hard, you know, when you're the when you're the boss, when you're the owner, and everyone depends mm-hmm. on you. Who does the boss go to, right? Who does the boss uh, ask counsel to, right? So you, you have that burden, and you know, a hundred plus people are are like under you, depending on your next decision. So it, um, yeah, I, I was open to them when 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 you know we saw them stepping up. The times when we needed like face shields or like um mask um before even our company was providing it we had our team providing it for each other and what made it nice was i mean it wasn't just providing okay they took it a step further by branding it wow by branding it so i mean i mean where do you see that you're you know i mean it, it gets me teary died and all but where do you see that you have your team who's supporting your bosses I mean no. that's rare, right? So, it's nice that the, the initiative coming from the team because of, yes. because of the values uh, that you've set. <laughs> so the culture is great, and it, it kind of just it's ingrained yes. in each one of them. No? Yes. Yeah, uh, so I have a question. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but I have a question also. How do you? Were there any product innovations that you had? I know that you were there's a lot of great marketing innovations which you came across, but were there mm-hmm. also other product innovations that you could do within that sphere of? I mean, you're a franchise, so you can only do so much in terms of product. But did any new products emerge as a result of this one that you realized during this pandemic? Well, uh, could come yeah, out? actually, we did launch um, during this pandemic a whole lineup called Tulips. So it's products not only good for the vulva, but for the face and body. And then we have a line wherein it's prebiotics. So it's food for the skin. So it's a whole, it changes what we know about dry skin, oily skin, um, sensitive skin combination skin because we're not talking about prebiotics which is food for the skin to make the microbiome healthy i mean for me these were like oh my gosh i'm going back to like science class here and i have to like learn everything so it's so interesting i mean in a time of pandemic here we are le- launching this new thing but again you know it wasn't just about feeding the inside but even feeding our external because we were beginning to look really I mean, it was it was just a reminder that, you know, to also take care of even the external. So the internal and the external as well. So it was a good introduction. Um, at the same time, we also launched new techniques for Brow House and we launched a new treatment called Brow Lamination. So I, I believe it, it's just, you know, usually our trainings, we would do our trainings by going to Singapore and staying there for like a month and or so, bringing our staff and etc. Or we would bring in our trainers, they would come here. But everything, I mean, this is digital. Everything 
had to be changed and altered to be able to train online. So it's amazing. I mean, we've upgraded our skills during the pandemic to make it um, even even um, highly, you know, hygienic and safe. We launched a new we launched a new treatment. We've launched products. Actually, it's thirteen products, not just one. It's thirteen but products. The, the products which were created were products created locally, or came, they came from the the French. Yeah, so the prebiotics. These are products which they developed in the midst of this pandemic? Yes, in the midst of this pandemic. So it's a, what's nice is because we have a very good relationship. So things like product developments would always be, hey, what do you think of this? What do you need uh, there? Okay. So it's always, I think that's that's, a, that's the beauty of it. Um, and I, that's why I said we're, we're really blessed because we do have an R&D based in Singapore. And I guess that's why we pay a franchise fee for that, right? Because you also get the benefit of having an R&D that um, you know, multinationals have on their own. But if you're a, a local company, it's so hard to have this this kind of R&D. So with the R&D, during the pandemic, it was just like, what can we do? How can we change? So one of the ideas we were even toying is how do we bring our wax in at home? So believe it or not, you know, we've had ideas, but it wouldn't pass. Because at the end, it had to live up to the kind of quality that we have at the stores or in-store. So like when you when you ask me, you know, do you do home service? So I say we, we do not because it's still a controlled environment. But it doesn't mean that we don't have something later on for the home. But we, we don't we don't rush things. When we do things, we still have to get it right. So yeah. Okay. Uh, so I mean I, I I love this that we're talking about uh, product innovation, marketing innovation. In terms of digital uh, innovation or digital marketing, um I, I know we were talking with our friends from Globe earlier on, and you were saying that they helped you with the loyalty app. I mean, how do they also play a part for you? Because I'm sure that was key also for you mm-hmm. to, I mean, with, with all the, not just the e-commerce, but the digitalization of forums, I guess even the bandwidth, all these things sort of come into play right now. And they yeah, become, yeah. I mean, they weren't crucial before, but now they became like top of mind, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, not many know this, but there was a years ago, I think it was around 2015 or 2014, we were actually a case study that the Globe team actually used for their one of their subsidiaries. I, I think it was called Local Up or something like that. So they actually used us. So even as early back then, we were already into AdWords, SEOs, and et cetera. And I we see, were test subjects. I guess because we, um, I think it also got to do that the brand is international. So there is a global um maybe grow global perspective into it that's why it was so easy to tap into us and of course we're always game if i said like give me something impossible or something new we'll like grab it so yeah so we did that we've had the app already but you know again even if we do have the app um and we do share it with our uh, principals in singapore we also share ideas on how we can make the app better so we, we pass it on and um to the globe to our globe partners as well, their their globe team for that and to help us. Yeah. Um next was also uh, the, the the beauty of it was having a, I think the key is really having a good account manager or partner to who works well with the team. Because then the idea is how do we make our business grow together? So how do we help each other out? You know, these are my needs. Um, how can you what can you provide to be able to address this? Like like I would say, like, hey, I need to streamline. How can we streamline? Can you review this? Is there any way of making it even um, better? So yeah, um, 
a lot. I mean, with with, with uh, I guess it's a partnership. That's how I'd like to see it more than it client and suppliers. I think I consider yes, yes. ourselves as partners because we have to help each other out. You know. And how did how did they help? Particularly during the pandemic, was there? I mean, were there were there particular uh, things that they, that that they were that, from their suite of services that you could have used that that helped you a lot during the pandemic? Um, I think I like what like what I've said. No, um, pretty much. Most of their business plans, I mean, we do have it. Um, yeah, we, we're actually pretty much heavy users of what they have. So it's really hard to say that um, if they have, if they, if there's anything new, because like even GCash, we've had it even like I see, I before see. the pandemic. So, but it, it just wasn't as popular, but we really had it already. I mean, these were new things and we, it's the thing. We like new things. We like being one of the first because our brands are innovators. So we want to partner up with people who have innovative ideas as well. Great, so, great. Yeah. Now, I want to go a bit more into your own entrepreneurial background. And this is interesting because, I mean, you are a franchise entrepreneur. And for me, that's very, very interesting. Um, if you don't mind, I want to go a bit, bit, let's go back a bit more in time, no? Because like I said, no, when I say agency, you came from an advertising agency. And, and um, you were an account manager for an advertising agency. Then all of a sudden, uh, you, you brought in these franchises here to the Philippines. Let me know two things. I, I want to know, first of all, uh, what, you know, I often say as an entrepreneur, we, we look for pain points or opportunities that aren't mm-hmm. present. How did this opportunity emerge for you, number one? No? How did you say that I want to bring this franchise here and wh- what did you see was missing? And number two okay. is, how did you have the, I mean, I, I, for, sorry to use these words, how did you have the balls to go there and, <laughs> and ask them to, to bring it here to the Philippines? I find that, very, I find that a very interesting story. Yeah, okay. So I was an account manager um, with one of the top agencies. And um, yeah, so for like maybe what, four years, etc. Um, and then I got an offer actually to go client side in Indonesia to join a startup telco for uh, marketing communications. I'm very open with uh, my bosses as well. And I told them about this opportunity. And they're like, Tab, you have to go for it. I was like, okay, is it crazy, right? Where else can there be a startup telco um, and, and you be part of it? Because at that time, it was just like, uh, you know, there were, we only have two telcos back at that time. And here I am going to Indonesia and they have like more than 10 telco and we were going to be the 11th player. So I wanted that whole experience. So anyway, I go to Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So um, once in Indonesia, like after a year, going around the mall and I... Because I'm really, I, I really love, back, back home in Manila, I would groom my brows. I would do waxing. Um, waxing, usually I get it in a spa. Because that's where you, because you know, you're usually in a spa, you're already naked. So if ever you're going to go Brazilian, you can get it in the spa. And then for brows, you'd usually get it at the salon. Mm-hmm. But you know how it, it, it was that, you know, it's an add-on of the salon. It's not their main feature. But here in Indonesia, when I just saw the name Brow House, and like I knew, oh, this has to be something with the brows. I'm going to try it. And then I had like already like hypothesis and guesses, you know, like what's going to happen? What what am I going to feel, et cetera? And if they were going to hit all that, then I knew, oh my gosh, I'm going to be loyal to this brand. Yeah. Okay. So I started as a client. So I, 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 I got into it and I was like, oh my gosh, nice the design, nice the chair. There is a process into this. I loved it. So I'm like, oh, good. And then right beside was their sister brand called Strip. And it was for waxing. And I like waxing. And you know, when I was in Indonesia and I was getting waxed also in some of the hotels in the spa there, you know, it, it would be so bad that I would have like um, 
to I know it's gonna be TMI, but there would be like traces of blood after because they would pull oh, so yeah. hard on the yeah, they would pull so hard in the 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 skin. So I'm like, ah, so traumatizing. So I said, okay, I'm gonna try this. And you know, we have this um, you know, the image of the 40-year-old virgin, you know, that wax, it's gonna yeah. be painful, etc. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was I was expecting that already, that it was gonna it was going to be painful. But then when they when they applied it, and I was like, what is that smell? Not like chocolate. It's not like what's this? And then it was so fast. And like, um, Miss, you're done already. I'm like, what? It was so amazing. I was like, so I had, and there, of course, there's a mirror. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. So I said, I'm gonna give myself like maybe three, six months to be a loyal customer and see how this goes because it's too good to be true. So I'm gonna put them to a test. So true enough. Month after month, they were very consistent. And I've never had this kind of consistency ever. Mm-hmm. So so I knew that I wasn't going to stay in Indonesia forever. I mean, I was bound to come home. So after two years, in using my work email, because I, I don't know what I was thinking. I think it was just some after lunch thing. And I was like just staring at the screen. And I just say, hey, I like to bring these brands to Manila. What do I do? That was it. That was just my line. And I still have that email. And then here, somebody replies and say, hey, come on over. Let's talk. So Indonesia is a one-hour flight to Singapore. So took a leave, a one-day leave to fly to Singapore and meet, the, and meet the, the principals in charge, the manager, the international managers. And then they were like, okay, um, this is what you need. Um, set black, 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 black. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And Sarah's like, okay, got it. And then... After a week, we're like, okay, let's let's do this. And said, okay, let you just we just have to have another interview with the founder. So uh, I was like, okay, got it. So I brought in um, family members as well. I, I think I brought in my my brother-in-law with me because he was also working in um, Indonesia. So we go into the meeting, and you know, it it, it just clicked because <laughs> it's so funny because after the whole meeting, etc. And one thing that we noticed that me and our and the founder would have the same mannerisms. You know, we were very animated with our hands. So it was something that we did, we were talking after. Um, we kind of have the same mannerisms, the same tone and same ideas, etc. And the person the founder also brought with her was like her brother. So <laughs> it's like a mirror image of both of you guys over there. Yeah, it, it was so funny. And you know, back then when they were like sharing it with us, you know, there were actually like three more Filipino groups who wanted to bring in the brand. Um, a group of bankers was one, and then some other guys who are more familiar with business. And then lo and behold, here's a 27-year-old, bold enough, I don't know what I was thinking, bold enough to ask this. And yeah, and then I guess the rest is history. Wow. So, a, a question, I, 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 I hope you don't mind me going back. This is a really great story. I love how it started off. Um, and you, I mean, you had, you had bigger balls than you had, uh, you know, the, <laughs> you had a lot, lot of gumption to do it, right? But yeah. the question now is, um, how did you, if you don't mind me asking, how did you start financing? I mean, to bring a franchise here, you know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a big franchise fee, especially for the master franchiser. How did you manage all, all, all of that, especially at 27 well, years old? Yeah, well, the thing here was selling the idea to my sister. Because if I wasn't going to do this alone, I, I needed my sister. And my sister's not the person who's, she's not very, okay, she'd always count herself as not very sociable type of person. She likes staying behind the scenes. So she's more process, more admin, etc. So I had, can you imagine, I had to sell the idea to her because I needed her help to get um to help finance this one as well, to finance our franchise and you know to bring it in. And and believe me, 
um, it was so hard. I had to convince her because I work on this mentality that the first people who also put you down would be family, the yes, same yes. way that they would be the first people to pull you up, right? That's right. So I needed to convince her because I needed, I needed to know that this was going to be for the long haul. So we needed to, you know, lay down our cards and what we're going to do. So really, a lot of it um, came from like savings, etc., just to do that. Because, okay, let's be realistic. We're not here in a country. We're in an idea. You can easily go to say, hey, I have an idea. Can you finance me? No. Especially now it's in a pandemic. They're not, it's not easy getting that type of uh, funding. I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic here. But, yeah, if people ask where do you get funding, it's really through, like, your family or through your friends because that would wow. be the easiest route to, to help you. And then later on, once you have that, then you can go and approach your bank partners. So we're very lucky because um, our partners from the beginning, um, the, the bank that we're using right now, I mean, it's still it's still our same bank. And they've, they've been um, supportive as well, even during the pandemic. But it's very, very tough. I mean, even the the banks will tell you nowadays, it's very, very tough to, to actually get loans out as well. I know. Very, yeah. very sure. I'm very certain about that one. So you mean to say that the bank came in at your second branch or were they in at the first at the first iteration of your branch? Um, okay. It was, we did it first and then the bank came in, but bef- it's in between the first and second branch, something Got like it. that. Because Got it. Yeah, we worked on a Pearl location. So like the surrender came, um, the surrender came in first. So that was like, you, you can call well, there are two branches there, one strip, one brow house. So it came in after that, prior to the launch of our green belt. Yeah, so it's really, it's, it, it really starts from that. It's very hard. Um, yeah, and then, of course, a lot of, uh, later on, it's a lot of negotiation skills. And, you know, like I always say, it's about partners. Because once you have good partners, then um, honest honest uh, partners, you know, you don't cheat each other, etc. Then it's always easy to come on a compromise, on an agreement. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's easy. Like, they say, oh, franchise. I want to get a franchise. I want to get a franchise because all I have to do is just put money inside. But, you know, if your heart is not really into the brand, you're just wasting the franchise and also your money. So it really has to go, you know, when you when you get into something, whether if it's a franchise or your own business, make sure that you really want it and that you're really, you know, passionate about it, that you really feel it. Um, and then, you know, everything else, like the money, it will just come. So, but if I, I find it, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I work on that, you know, if money motivates me, it, it's hard. I lose, then we would lose out on certain values. But if you're motivated by the brand, what it stands for, the good that you're going to do, I mean, your vision, your mission, and, and all these things, you, um, money will come in. Your clients will be loyal to you. Yes. I got a wonderful story. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just like, you know, the, the guts that, that took you to get where you are here right now and, and the passion behind it. Um, I keep in mind because I'm also, you know, I, I, I have another company called Easy Franchise. I work with a lot of franchise businesses. So that's why franchising got, got stuck in my mind. But when you expanded, was it, was, are, these all, uh, are these all owned by you or did you also franchise it out to other people as well as you, as you expanded the business? Actually, it's all company-owned. Company-owned. Um, you know, when, I, when, I, you know, when I'm going to tell you here, hey, I have 13 branches, 
you know, the sound of it, I also can't believe it. Because trust me, I don't know how I got from point one to point 13. I, I, I don't know. We just take it um, a day at a time um, and we really, you know, we really pray and we really try to do things as good as we can. You know, good in a sense that it's honest. I guess that's it. Um, honest work. So, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I really good. love... That, that really Actually, you know, when you, yeah. you were mentioning yeah, also mm-hmm. when you were mentioning also on like financing, it's also hard because um, you know, when the banks know that you're a woman, some are a bit, you know, <laughs> you feel it because um, people know when you hear my name Tab and you don't see me, they often think that hey, I thought you were a guy because it's Tab. So when they see like you're a girl, I'm like yeah, Tab, okay. Wow. So I, I get I get those, and it's that's why it's it's, it's hard to get like the financing because when they see you, it's like um you're you're the one. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I mean I I the, the vibe that I'm getting from you is, is often like um like my own wife. I mean, if you see my wife, she comes out, you know, but but uh, you know, and she negotiates. But when you see her get on the negotiating table, she knows exactly what she's doing because they're you know we we both have our own roles to play, and then the role that she plays is very good, and it's a. Uh, a good counterpoint, uh, and I think I, I can I, I can also see the same um, when you go out there and negotiate tab. So uh, bravo to you, and really uh, I, we should see. I, I you know I, I like to say that we should see more women leaders like you, and you know I hope that there are a lot more forums. Uh, Globe told me actually that you know there are forums where they get uh, womenpreneurs sharing that and sharing the sort of vibe that you've you've shared with us with us here on the show. Tab question mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, looking forward, you know, and looking at the industry again, I'm sure you know your mind has you have had sleepless nights of thinking of how to pivot uh, and and change things. But you know, despite all these things, you you yourself said that there were silver linings that you saw in in the in your industry. What are you seeing as the opportunities that are going to be emerging in the salon industry uh, as a result of this of this new normal? That you know that that's good for your business or maybe other people who belong to that sort of ecosystem of the salon business? Well, one, one thing, though, is that um, in terms of, um, example, like creating already the salon, uh, if you're going to start from ground up, like you're, you're a new entrepreneur and you want to do a salon, you will now take into account all the protocols, right? So, it, which, okay, which we already had since the beginning. I mean, our, our rooms and base were actually crafted because of privacy and all these things. I mean, we could have maximized our square meter and added more of those chairs and those whatever rooms and, you know, sacrifice all these things. But I think now they are going to take that into account because social distancing is very important, right? So, and you don't want to be in a salon wherein the person beside you is, you're, you're very near as well, right? So they're now going to take um, design into um into into place as well so not mm-hmm. only design but even the materials hopefully the materials will be upgraded and there will not be um you know substandard type of um materials to be used um yeah and then even uh the, the brand itself they they will they will have to rethink where their um brand stands for not only that um i think it goes back also to the leaders the leaders have to think on um, what kind of people they want also to be in their team? Like, you know, we're very blessed. I mean, thank you, God. You know that we have a we have a team that loves us. So I think that's very key because um, the, this this how it works is really from the bottom up. You know, the the uh, we we are here just for the guidance for our vision, but really the the guys below us make things happen for us. 
So we really need their their buy-in and their support. And it's really teamwork that makes it happen. So all these things have to um, take a play now. Um, yeah, and it's not... Um, you know, we 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 also don't. You know, if there's one thing about our brands, you know, we don't also practice tipping because we believe that we are giving you the service. And if you wanted to like tip us, the best tip, and we and we are proud to say, the best tip is to always book your next appointment because that guarantees that our brands will still be here, that our people will still be here. So when you do that, you have the whole team saying thank you to you and not just one person. So it's very selfless versus being very selfish. So again, you know, um, I hope that, that that's how I feel that, you know, the type of industry where we're going to go into that values um, will really start taking its its rightful place. Wow. You know, I can't believe it. You know, I'm looking at my time. We've gone past an hour, and I didn't realize I had the conversation just smooth, so uh, moved so smoothly from topic yeah. to topic to topic. And you know what? Um, uh, you going from one brand, uh, one one fran- from being an account manager to putting up your first franchise to doing up thirteen branches here in the Philippines is truly a, a, an awesome story and how you've survived I, based on the, yeah. the various take, missions. I can't yeah. take credit for it. <laughs> We're yeah. a team here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean to say that, so, uh, I mean, yeah. from your initial vision, I mean, you're sort of like the main architect of putting all these different mm-hmm. things together. And I want to just ask, you know, as, as we start to close out this discussion, uh, I'm sure you've gained some, you know, insights into entrepreneurship really mm-hmm. and, and into doing business. Uh, what would you like to share with with these aspiring entrepreneurs right now listening to this show, especially those who are a bit wary of putting up their own business, or, or especially women entrepreneurs who are wary of putting up their own business and, and running it during this new normal? What would be uh, your words for them? Yeah, well, definitely for the women out there, you know, you can do it. You can do so much. I mean, don't think that you are not worth that role of being out there and competing you you are worth it you can do it i mean and you'll be amazed at the things that you can actually do and accomplish for those starting you know get into something that you you know that you're in it because you like it you know you like doing it you believe in it it's something that actually i always say it's something that you think you will be a customer of that you will be a client and if that one thing is removed you will be the first person who will feel bad about it so whether if it's a restaurant, get into, into your cuisine that you are so passionate about, the flavors that you, you, you really love. I mean, get into that. And then and, and lastly is um, take care of the, the people, you know, stand, uh, stand your ground, um, values, you know, the right thing is hard to do, but it is the right thing. So don't, don't go, you know, don't go cutting shortcuts. Um, it will catch up on you. But when you do everything, you start it from the right intention, the right motivation, then positive, positive vibes are gonna go your way. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get the good, the good things, the good tidings. So hang in there. I mean, for those having a hard time, please don't give up. Um, and, and, you know, let's get through it. I, I like to believe, you know, let's get through it together. I feel sad also when I see brands closing or like shops closing um, because we have to help each other out. You know, when a brand closes, it's sad because it adds color to the floor <laughs> that we're in, right? It adds more illumination. So please hang on um, as, as long as you can. And 
hopefully our government would provide us, you know, the rightful stimulus so that business owners can can actually use the stimulus stimulus to fund their operational expenses and to get, you know, to get things start to kick in again. Amen. I know where you're coming from exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tap, thank you for sharing Thanks, your RG. insights on the show. We really appreciate it. And again, to all those listening here right now, you know, Tap's business was helped by Globe Business as well to, to weather not just the good times, but the bad times here as well. So, uh, Nathan, if you can flash this, flash this just one more time, level up your business through Globe Businesses, SME Digital Solutions, own the road to digitalization at the Globe Business Online Shop. Please use my special code, which is glbe.co slash mybizshop dash rj. Again, that's glbe.co slash mybizshop rj. Tab, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. I, I gained so much uh, just from listening to you and being inspired by you. And I just do hope that you're inspiring uh, the next generation of women entrepreneurs here as well to be fearless uh, when they come into business. Again, guys, thanks so much thank for joining so me much. here. Thanks so thank much, you Tab. So much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you also to Globe. I mean, they're wonderful partners. So I hope I made some sense. <laughs> yes, you did. I think, I think you made a lot of sense to many people listening here tonight. And again, thanks so much. We will see you again next week for the next Arjula Desma podcast, guys. In the meantime, please do stay safe, stay well, and of course, get vaccinated. Maraming salamat. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 